Do I need a life coach? You're listening to episode 35 with Rhiannon Bush. Welcome to the Do I Need a Life Coach podcast. We're here to discuss the ins and outs of the life coaching industry and give you tools to use to see for yourself. I'm your host, Rhiannon Bush, mother, management consultant, and a passionate, certified life coach. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back. I hope you are sensational and I hope life is exactly where you want it to be. If it's not, reach out. Happy to chat. I was recently talking to a business owner of a really cool business here in Tassie that recycles hospital waste. And after spending a lot of time in emergency with my son recently, he's okay and he's on the mend, thank you, (laughs) Um, and also being in hospital myself throughout my pregnancies, The amount of hospital waste was fairly shocking to me and the fact that nobody was doing anything about it. So to come across them uh, was just incredible and learning about them, what they're trying to do, it was truly inspiring. And again, just amazing that there aren't more companies like Green Med um, or people that are doing it. It's so important to minimize waste, whether that's financial waste, if you're spending too much money on a whole lot of stuff you don't need or wasting it in the home in the way of rubbish and not recycling, wasting food, wasting water, you know, just all around reducing waste, I believe is important. We live in such a consumer-driven society where everything's disposable and if you break it, oh, whoops, just go and buy another one instead of taking the time to fix it, reuse it and until it is beyond repair, really exhausting the life that that product has. So it's very much our culture. Um, to throw away, start again, buy new instead of fixing it. My grandfather was a hop farmer and the family joke um, would be that he wouldn't even waste an old nail. He was incredibly frugal and that was to do with everything. That was to do with the food he ate, the clothes he brought, the house he had, everything. He was extremely waste conscious. So I was talking to this business owner about where they're at, what they're doing uh, and the conversation rolled around to them getting back on their feet post-COVID. Um, COVID was a difficult time. And one of the things they spoke about was re-engaging with us as a business services provider to collaborate with them and help them develop a strategy and their plan of attack moving forward to really expand and make moves within the next 12 months. I let him talk for a while because I was curious about trying to gauge what I believed was truly important to him and what I could tell was that he was pretty stable in the job that he had. So finances weren't the driver for him wanting to take quick action and grow quickly but what was really important to him was his purpose and the vision for him, for his business and his business partner and what they wanted to achieve together to make a difference and instigate lasting change to keep hospital waste out of landfill. And after hearing him speak for a while, I explained a little bit about my background and eventually I took him through an exercise I do with all of my clients. Yes, all of my clients. So as you head into big life decisions, and I can't express the importance of this, ask yourself what it is you may regret. That's the filter question I ask myself whenever I'm about to make a big decision or take action on something that I may be uncertain about or that may not quite feel right. 
That may be because it's a big challenge, so it's a bit scary, which then tells me it might not feel right. Or it may have a really big impact on my life or my family. Or, you know, I may be really uncertain as to whether it's the right thing for me to do for me. And sometimes, to be honest, maybe I take it too far by becoming concerned that time moves so quickly. I tend to have a big thing around time and I make the wrong choice. So I won't be able to undo the choice I've made. And that sometimes keeps me a little bit stuck. It's something that I know I'm working on and I work through a lot of the time. Um, And that's why that will I regret it question really, really helps me make a decision and just get on with things. So I know that sometimes I have thoughts that aren't quote unquote real, um, but I'll go through that in another episode. And the regret question is just such a great one. Because by asking ourselves whether we will or won't regret something, we see the idea or problem we're facing through a different lens. We see it from a different perspective. And that perspective can often give us information that we can't access by facing that same idea or problem through today's eyes and through the eyes of who we are right now. I remember speaking to a really beautiful family friend of mine about regrets and she said, Yes, but you only regret the decisions you've made after the fact and after you can no longer change the outcome. And I really sat with that. (laughs) Fundamentally, I agree with her because we can't undo things that are done. But I've always found that by asking myself that ahead of time, it allows me to see my future self looking back after I've done the thing. And it gives me more insight than what I have right now to make the most informed, sensible, intuitive, aligned decision for my higher self today. And therefore, I find that question extremely useful. So what big decisions are you facing right now? What in life are you grappling with? That by asking yourself, well, if I took this path, if I chased this thing, if I did that, where will I end up and will I regret it? Or if I did that instead, what will I regret? It's also good to put a timeline in there. So many of the clients who have come to me for career coaching, I've asked them, if this was still a problem in a year, two years, five years, how would you feel about it then? And that's often what causes my clients to really take action because to fathom staying where they are causes distress. And from that future perspective, It's a bunch of wasted time and it's painful to think that they are going to be in the same predicament that they are right now further down the track. I think wasted time is something that we fear when we think about our future self and talk about it in years. And yet day to day, if we were to add up the time we waste, it would be fairly extreme over the course of a week, then months, then years. The compound would be substantial. I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but I had to do timesheets in my corporate role and it was a very challenging experience the first time round, but it held me accountable and it was great because I realized by doing it just how much time I wasted because I could literally see how my time had been spent hour by hour and now I'm incredibly diligent and productive with my time because I can't stand the thought of wasting it. And let me just highlight the difference between wasting time, which I would put in the same camp as being lazy, versus resting. A lot of us talk about self-love 
And that seems to be put in the same camp as resting, rejuvenating, relaxing. And all of that I really agree with. But the best definition I have come across of being lazy is when you haven't done something that you need to do that's on your to-do list and you consciously choose to fall into a Facebook hole or you go and clean up or you cook or you go out with friends. You do anything except for that thing you know you should do instead. So that's procrastination. And if you're resting, relaxing, rejuvenating, while you've still got things on your to-do list, you're actually being lazy (laughs) and you're procrastinating and you're trying to put off doing the thing you need to do. If, on the other hand, you have ticked everything off on your to-do list, so you've accomplished all of those tasks, then you can relax, rejuvenate and rest. Because what happens when you've still got remaining things on your to-do list You're still thinking about all of those things while you are quote unquote resting, rejuvenating and relaxing, which actually is not restful or rejuvenating or relaxing. So instead, you get everything done that you need to do that's urgent and important and a priority. And once you've done those things, you then have full permission to fall in a Netflix hole, to clean, to visit friends, to scroll Facebook and rest because then when you do your energy is 100% focused on the thing that you're doing and therefore it gives you that rest that relaxation the rejuvenation because you don't have split focus of oh I know I should be doing that but I just don't want to I'd rather be doing this and that that split focus drains your energy That is exhausting. So during the conversation with this business owner, I gave him a little brief background of what I do, my purpose, what I'm passionate about, coaching, my background in coaching and helping people achieve what they actually really want to achieve. And I suggested that maybe what he's doing actually feeds into something much bigger than himself. I was reading an article recently that it said, don't have passion, have purpose. Because passion comes and goes. Passion comes in waves and then it goes and it can be present and then it can disappear. Whereas having a purpose, something greater than yourself, keeps you aligned and staying true to you is much more likely to last. And therefore, you're much more likely to last as well. So what this business owner is actually doing is about legacy. It's leaving a positive impact behind after he's gone and not just for him and his family, but for the planet. So it's really about making a big impact and having lasting change. So I then took him through, like I said, the key exercise I take my clients through. And also as a management consultant, I talk to business owners through this with alignment and purpose. But it's in a way that is truly meaningful to them. So a very, very abridged version looks like this. Imagine you're sitting on a deck chair. You're 92 years old. You're wrapped in a blanket. The sun's on your back. You can hear birds chirping. You can have a beautiful view where you can see whatever it is that you can see. And it's still And it's quiet. And you're reflecting on your life. All that's been 
all that was, all that you were and all that you did. And what are the things you look back on and remember? What are the defining moments that changed not only the path you took but the person you were and then who you became? What do you regret? What are you most proud of? And what if you could rewind the clock do you wish you could do differently? When you think about your overarching life and all the seasons, and yes, there's many more than four seasons in a human being's lifetime, right? Think about your life in its completeness, its wholeness. Think about the exact season you're in right now and then zoom out to see your whole life on a spectrum. This section, this season, it's a blip on the radar. Isn't it? Think about it. So what's the rush? When we think about doing something over the course of our entire life that we are aligned to, that we care about, that we are willing to fight for and that's bigger than ourselves, something that makes a difference, 12 months is a microcosm of our life. Yes, it matters. And it's also minuscule. People overestimate what they can do in 12 months and they grossly underestimate what they can do in 10 years. So instead of looking at 12 months or three years for your personal or business strategy, extend it over a longer period of time. If it really matters to you and it's going to be good for you, good for those around you and good for the greater good, extend it out over a whole season or seasons of your life. There's been many social studies done on people's regrets at the end of their life and the results are surprisingly consistent. People regret working too much, not spending enough time with loved ones, not being true to who they really are and what they really wanted to say, the things that they left unsaid. So when it comes to making decisions in the moment, today, we make little and big decisions every day. Some are massive and truly life-altering. Some are tiny. Only last week, I got out of the shower and was getting ready for work. And I get up early in the morning to do that before the kids are up. And I normally walk straight out of the bedroom to go and get coffee started. And instead this morning, I walked over to Damien's bedside and I gave him a nice morning smooch before leaving the room and getting on with making coffee. Something tiny that seems so insignificant but actually really isn't. Most things we decide each day are now on autopilot. We've done them so often and repeat them time and time again that we just go through the motions because our brain likes it that way. It's efficient, it's embedded in our subconscious and that's safe and comfortable and okay. But if you're feeling feelings on a daily basis that you don't want to feel and you want to do something differently, we need to bring out behaviors into our conscious awareness and create the thoughts to change our feelings that drive our behavior. If while listening to this, you've considered how you're living your life right now can't be all that there is 
and there's untapped potential and that you're capable of so much more and you're bursting ready to get started living the life you are meant to live, reach out to me, jump on my website, send me a message because life is happening right now and life will continue to happen. And if you don't stop and think about it with a little bit more clarity or a little assistance, then you're going to be exactly where you are further down the track wondering how all that time went by where you didn't reach that potential or you didn't try. Dr. Zeus has a book called Oh, The Places You'll Go and life's happening right now. If you're not living it, you're in Dr. Zeus calls the waiting place, just waiting, waiting for things to happen, waiting for the bus to come, the water to boil, the phone to ring, the waiting place. Oliver Berkman has a book called 4,000 Weeks. It's a book that's on my list. I haven't read it yet. But that's what the average person gets, 4,000 weeks. That's it, 4,000 weeks to live. So what impact are you going to have with your 4,000 weeks? Really think about it. Ask yourself, if you were doing what you're doing right now in another 5, 10, 20 years, would that be enough? If it's not, It's time to change. I'll see you next week. Hey, before you go, I always find reviews really helpful when looking for new information or insights. If you found this podcast valuable, please take a minute to write a quick review about what you found most beneficial so that other people can benefit from your insights and have a listen as well. I would love that. Also, if there are any topics you want me to cover specifically about life coaching or the life coaching industry, visit rhiannonbush.com to contact me. Thanks for joining and I'll see you in the next episode of the Do I Need a Life Coach podcast.